Welcome to Today on Broadway and to Spooky Season. Oh, Today hello. is Friday, October 1st, 2021. <laughs> I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm our culture writer, Ashley Steves. You came in really hot there, and I had no idea what to expect. Like, well, you seem tone like of a, voice and everything. I, know. And I, was, I was worried. You seem like you would be a, a lover of all things spooky season. You Ashley. know I am, as a lifelong Elvira and Morticia obsessive. <laughs> Here we are. That spooky tracks. season baby, of course. Tracks. Of course it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we are going to kick off Spooky Season over the weekend with an early recording of this week on Broadway. The crew will be recording on Saturday um, because the great Peter Felicia will be at the Theater World Table on Sunday at the Broadway Flea Market and Grand Auction. If you have forgotten about this uh, used-to-be annual event, took last year off, it will be kicking off in the Theater District at 10 a.m. on Sunday. The Grand Auction will take place at 5 p.m. They'll have all of the different flea market places to buy stuff, all the different kinds of uh, autograph booths and and FaceTime sessions you can do with um, all of the proceeds going to benefit Broadway Cares Equity Fights Aid. So head over to the Theater World table and tell Peter hi for us. Um, of, of course, that is just one of many things that will be happening in the podcast feed over the weekend. We will talk about more of them here in just a few seconds, uh-huh. Ashley. But before we do, let's get into some really, really cool news that came out surrounding the casting of the national tour, the Equity National Tour, because I wasn't 100% sure this thing was going to go out uh, as an Equity Tour. Um, But the Equity Tour of the prom, as they announced their entire complete casting, the show will be led by Caden Kearney as Emma and Kaylin West as Alyssa Green. And you might be saying, oh, that's really cool, Kaylin West covered Alyssa on Broadway. That must be the yeah. big news. Very cool. I thought she was great in the ensemble. But the big news is is that Caden Kearney, who is playing Emma, uh, is a non-binary performer. Yeah, uh, and a they them. Yeah, yeah, they them uh, pronouns. And uh, Ashley dubbed them in our group chat. They them, yeah. which I thought was very very cute. <laughs> um, so very very cool. Well, I'm going to get to all the rest of the casting because there's another um, fun one in there, but. I think, Ashley, especially in a show that is about queerness and about yeah. being accepted, this is a very, very uh, heartwarming move for the producers of The Prom. Yeah, this makes me really happy. And I, I, you know, there's there can be a lot of tossing and turning as far as like, okay, it's a non-binary actor playing this role. So does that really make them a lesbian? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It is a queer yeah. show. You have a queer actor. You have a queer character. But the, you know what? This casting doesn't have to have any impact on the exactly. character exactly. itself. Just or, you know. Yeah, it's the actor is non-binary. That doesn't have to change anything about Emma. And we have to be able to start I am curious about that. I am curious if they will change anything, at least as far as pronouns. I wouldn't think they would. um, Because I I feel like they would probably... I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, go through my head as far as, like, prom lyrics um, and how significantly some things would have to change. I hope they don't, unless, uh, you know, they want 
them to. And then yeah, that could that be an entirely be different conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But we need to be able to be comfortable with trans and non-binary actors playing cis roles, whether they are exactly. gay, straight, lesbian, um, obviously trans and non-binary as well. But if we are going to have these conversations <laughs> about whether or not uh, cis actors should play gay roles or especially if cis actors should play trans, trans and non-binary, we have to not. do it. the uh, Right. It, we, we have to be able to go the other way and say, we need to have these trans and non-binary actors being able to be seen for roles that are not just trans and non-binary. Exactly. Like if we're having that conversation, because that's always what happens is, you know, in talking about cis actors playing trans roles, um, the, the argument of the pro crowd is always, well, they're actors. They should be able to embody whatever role they want. And it's like, well, if the opposite was true that trans and non-binary actors were booking cis roles that it would might might be an entirely be a different, conversation. different conversation but we are so not there yet yeah and i think that there is on the other side like i think that's an actually like in a vacuum that's not a poorly reasoned argument like it's not. i can understand that i don't know that i agree with it but i think that i mean I that's an argument yeah. that i think yeah i think it's an argument that you can discuss but if that, like you said, all things were equal. And I think in, in so many of the shows that we see that are about um, gay characters or trans or non-binary characters, they are about that. And I think it would it, it's a little different if the character is just gay or whatever and it's not really part of the the plot but when we start getting into shows that where it's part of the plot (laughs) where it's part of the plot like it goes in a similar but not exactly apples to apples thing to me with like colorblind and color conscious casting like i think Mm. that you can't cast motormouth maybell with somebody other than a black woman and i think that there is something to be said for casting um, gay and trans and non-binary people in those roles because they just have a lived experience that makes the performance Correct. better. And you will not obviously, hear an argument from me there. Absolutely. Yeah. And and if at some point we get to a situation where trans, non-binary, gay performers are getting cast in just as many roles based off of their talent um, as they are anybody else, then we can talk about opening it up to other folks to have the opportunity to embody these characters. But we ain't there yet, and I mm-hmm. don't think we will ever be there. So, in, you know, in, unless the world turns completely on its axis and something changes, this is the way I think it should be handled, not only for the positive PR spin, but also just for the equity of the most, whole thing. Most definitely. And I agree with you as far as like that consciousness that they bring to the roles. I mean, see, in speaking about the prom, see James Corden. And in speaking about larger like mm-hmm. theater productions, see Andrew Garfield and Angels in America, which yeah. everybody loved, but I sure as hell didn't. And it wasn't necessarily about Andrew's ability. Like I think- no, I no, no, no. See- I saw the yeah, but it's just the it's partially the opportunities. It's partially um, what is being taken away when some of this casting happens because the rules are already Mm -hmm. so limited for gay people. It's like oh, and then there's one more major Tony winning role in a major play about uh, gay characters that is that is being taken out of the opportunities so uh, this is great this costume yeah and 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 i don't want to say i i i understand what you're saying i but i don't think you're saying that like andrew was a caricature i think he probably did a really good job but there is a difference between 
living, you know, portraying something you know versus something that you are only imitating having seen other mm. people do. So anyway, <laughs> just to put words in your mouth to make <laughs> yeah. it not insulting yeah. to the Tony winner. Sure, exactly not. It certainly didn't feel like his performance was a caricature. Have a good day. <laughs> I, yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to the rest of the cast. Um, like Kaylin, who is playing Alyssa Green, a role that she covered on Broadway. Courtney Ballin is playing Dee Dee Allen. She was um, an understudy for both Dee Dee and for Mrs. Green on Broadway went on for Mrs. Green quite a bit. So that is very cool. Patrick Wetzel is paying, uh, playing Barry Glickman. Emily Borromeo is playing Angie Dickinson. Bud Weber is Trent Oliver. Sinclair Mitchell is Mr. Hawkins. Uh, Ashanti J. Aria is Mrs. Green. And Shavy Brown is playing Sheldon. We will have the complete cast list in the show notes if you want to check out everybody uh, in uh, the Proms National Tour. It will be kicking off in uh, the Great Theater Mecca of Paducah, Kentucky, of on course. October 30th. Um, then it will go to the Playhouse Square in Cleveland, Omeo, Omeo, Cleveland, Ohio, for almost <laughs> the entire month of the uh, of November. Then the third date, the reason I'm going through its schedule, is its third date is going to be down here in uh, Orlando at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts for a week in December. So I am very, very, very excited to see this cast on their second official tour stop, because I think Paducah is like their their tech run, so to speak. Mm, yeah. um, so their first, their, their first stop after their opening run. So very excited about that. All right, Ashley, let's talk about our Patreon here real quick. As always, you all know what we are doing on Patreon. Every single episode that we post here on Broadway Radio goes to our Patreon subscribers first. Sometimes that is by a few hours. Sometimes that's by a few days. Sometimes that's by a few weeks. Sometimes the people on the regular feed that don't have the Patreon, they just never get it. So if you're on our Patreon, you can say, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. I've heard this episode and you (laughs) haven't. And what's great is we've got a number of really cool episodes coming up um, over over the next week or so, that'll be hitting the Patreon feed first, and in some cases exclusively. I mentioned earlier this week that Grace and I spoke to choreographers, performers, uh, and directors uh, Kiori and Mari Madrid about their show Beyond Babel, which is currently playing off-Broadway. They are also directing and choreographing as soon as that show is over off-Broadway. The Britney Spears musical Once a Baby, One More Time in Washington, D.C. They are also choreographing... <laughs> Um, the Karate Kid show. Sir, you called that once a baby one more time. Uh, Prove me wrong. Prove me that that's not the real name of the show. Keep the title. I'm keeping it. I love it. It should be the name of the show. And seriously, I have said since they announced the title of that show, I'm never going to get it right unless I sing it. And that's what I get for not singing it. There you go. So we have that interview <laughs> coming up here in the next day or so. Our review roundtable for everybody's talking about Jamie will be hitting your feeds over the weekend. And just on Thursday, I interviewed the legendary, like, bazillion time um, Broadway regular Alma Cuvero, who uh, is one of the members of the off-Broadway cast of Mornings at Seven. And Ashley, you will be very happy to know <laughs> she brought out, she brought up the errant apostrophe Good. all on her own. Oh, and she so explained it to me. She explained it to me, and she actually read it to me. It is from a yeah. Ooh, I think I mean, is, is it a Bobby got, Burns plot? We yeah. got an email as well, correcting that too. And I don't remember who or about like like how that actually is set up that it makes grammatical sense. But it's, thank God it's, it does. It's a contraction. It's morning is at seven. Okay, there we uh, go. So thank that God. makes grammatical sense. Phew. We appreciate that, and I loved that Alma knew that that was something that was going to bother me pedantic 
quickly um, <laughs> without even knowing me at all. Uh, and she brought it up. But it sounds like a fantastic performance or a, perf- a, a production. So I'm very much excited to hear uh, more about it. But we will have all of that in the Patreon feed. Head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, Ashley, let's get back to the news and back to the Broadway. I don't know if this happened. I think this happened after you and Grace recorded your episode. Yeah, um, we didn't get any news about it. Yeah, for Thursday. But just before curtain time on on Wednesday, I'm sorry, um, the Disney theatricals canceled the performance of Aladdin that was set to happen on Wednesday night because of a breakthrough COVID case. And what's interesting about this is that was going to be their second performance back on Broadway after having returned on Tuesday night. Well, fortunately, they are back up and running at the New Amsterdam Theater on Thursday night, as we are currently speaking. In an official statement, Disney Theatrical said, quote, our extensive protocol system to test our employees and identify positive cases worked and allowed us to act immediately to contain those cases. Given the thoroughness of our COVID protocols and a vaccinated workforce, we remain confident the environment is safe for our guests, crew, cast, and musicians. Um, Actually, this sucks for them to have like one show and then have to cancel when we really haven't seen on Broadway. At least I know you guys talked about letters to Suresh, but uh, we haven't seen any of this happen um, on Broadway. At least I don't think so. Um, So this really sucks for them. But it sounds like they did everything properly and knock on wood, assuming this doesn't continue to happen. uh, It sounds like they caught it, contained it and are moving forward with performances. Yeah, fingers crossed to that. And this is, as we've talked about already, this is kind of just like a consequence of what it's going to be like going forward for a bit, unfortunately. Um, So as long as they're taking whatever precautions they need and, you know, nipping it in the bud as quickly as possible, then on with the show. All right, on with our show. And I'll tell you, Ashley, I've actually never been to Los Angeles, but after... After the season announcement from the Center Theater Group about the Mark Taper Forum and the Kirk Douglas Theater, I am thinking about relocating for the rest of this entire season, all in 2022. I'm going to run through them real quickly. The big reason is going to come towards the end, Ashley. So just wait. I mean, everything is great, but the big thing is coming towards the end. I'm braced. You're going to start. You are braced. Sit down. Make sure you're sitting, which I know you are. Okay. (laughs) No, I report standing up like a freak. (laughs) I've got a a standing desk. I could do it. Anyway, they will start their season on February 9th with the West Coast premiere of Jeremy O. Harris's Slave Play. If you don't have time to wait for that, obviously it's going to be playing off Broadway or um, on Broadway again this fall. <laughs> or you could just head over to his Twitter feed to see all the tea that he has been getting into over the last few days. <laughs> no um, that'll be followed. That'll be followed by the Lehman Trilogy, which of course will also be on Broadway this fall. Um, then in April, they will be presenting a production of Pearl Kleeg's uh, Blues for an Alabama Sky, directed by Felicia Rashad. Then in June, another reason why I want to head out there, they will be presenting the world premiere production of Rajiv Joseph's, Rajiv Joseph's um, new play, King James, which as soon as I was reading, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a joke about this being about uh, LeBron James. I was going to say, Guess- is it not? <laughs> Guess what? It's it's a it's a show uh, that at nice. least tangentially revolves around LeBron James, who is the greatest awesome. basketball in history, basketball Correct. player in the history of the world. 
Um, then in July of next year, Mike Berbiglia's new one-man show, The Old Man in the Pool, will be having its world premiere there. Um, and then they will have a digital production of All Be Sanya by John Re- uh, Robin Bates. Then having, heading over to the Kirk Douglas Theater, uh, Benjamin Bean's show um, Alma will have its world premiere. Then um, Dave Harris's Tambo and Bones will be coming to the Kirk Douglas on May 1st. Then we will be having um, the a, a show by writer and performer D. Lowe called To Tea or Not To Tea, A Comedic Trans Journey Through Testosterone and Masculinity. Hell and yeah. are you st- are you still sitting? I am still sitting. Okay. Um, directed by Lauren Van Curen, we will be having a production of The Art Couple starting on July 3rd by actor, writer, and producer of one television program called Ted Lasso, Brendan Hunt. <gasps> oh! A Brendan Hunt play uh, on stage at the Kirk Douglas Theater in July. Sounds like everything I need to move to okay. Los Angeles post-haste. That's incredibly exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, the, the Coach Beard, let us uh, yeah. say that for the folks who don't recognize by names. Coach Beard is absolutely amazing. Coach Beard, um, his episode, what was it called? After Dark, Coach Beard After Dark, the episode that I followed him. I think that's him what after- it was called. Oh, so Absolutely good. a glorious episode. One of the best episodes of television I've seen in Correct. a super long time. Only to be maybe not equaled, but approached by the most recent episode of Only Murders in the Building, which was an absolute masterpiece. Still gonna watch it. Still gonna watch it. People keep telling me to. This episode or the entire series? All of it. You're not watching something that features Nathan Lane? I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> Look. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm distracted. I'm shocked. I know. I'm, I'm doing reservation dogs right now, which is oh, phenomenal. Oh, I've heard it's also great. Yeah. Speaking of something that would seem up your alley, but I'm guessing uh, you might not get to it right away. Um, earlier this week, it was announced, um, th- uh, the, well, the opening and the cast was announced for a Spanish language production of Stephen Sondheim and George Firth's company, mm-hmm. starring and directed by Antonio Banderas. Now, when you say Antonio Banderas is, is starring in company, my immediate thought was, oh, wow, they're doing a gender flipped version of the show and he's playing Joanne and he's going to sing Ladies Who Lunch <laughs> because he's way too too old to be playing Bobby. Correct. No, no, no. 700-year-old Antonio Banderas is going to be playing Bobby, who is famously <laughs> oh, that's having... Mean. I mean, look, he is in real life, he's 61 years old. That means yeah. he is nine years away of, of, of being twice as old as Bobby should be in the show. So, Happy I get it. Happy retirement, Banderas. Bobby! Yeah. <laughs> that is a much better uh, <laughs> way to do that. But, yes, very odd, very strange. I mean, he's a mega star and a Tony winner, so yeah. he can do whatever he wants. Um, but it is set to premiere on November 17th. It's a choice. I'll see it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If I let me get me get me over to Spain, I guess. Oy vey. Um, all right, real quick, <laughs> a feel good recommendations. Uh, a new record company, which seems to be built around specifically the production of Hades Town, called Sing It Again Records, uh, announced mm-hmm. that it will release a special commemorative vinyl box set of the Grammy Award winning cast album. The limited edition celebrates the return of Hades Town to Broadway and the launch of the North American tour. Um, so those will be available at HadesTown.com, Amazon, other major outlets. But 
There will also be a special limited edition pressing of 1,000 copies of the box set mm. on clear vinyl. Um, I, that makes it even more special. But those will be exclusively available at Barnes & Noble beginning on November 19th, but are available for pre-order now. Here's the thing. I like me the vinyls. I like me collector's editions. Yeah. I have not looked at the price on this. I have a feeling that this is ungodly expensive. So it's, I'm going to have to wrestle with myself about whether or not I want to spend money on this, even though I don't need it. And it's overpriced, yeah, but it's still me. super cool. I absolutely need it. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Give that to me. Or my birthday is coming up in February. You can give it to me again. Yeah. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Please exactly. put a penny in the old man's hat. <laughs> the goose is getting fat, quite indeed. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, social media hiatus or not, where can people find you if they, in fact, want to? You don't. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right. Don't forget uh, Chiari and Mari Madrid. Uh, uh, everybody's talking about Jamie this week on Broadway. All the things in the feeds over the weekend. Head over to Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio to make sure you get it all as soon as humanly possible. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and we will be back to talk to you on Monday. 